Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. go. (laughs) Why don't you do something? You go. Hello. Welcome to Ask Eliza Anything, the podcast where Eliza is asked anything and she answers it. I'm Eliza. I'm Eliza Schlesinger. (laughs) Say it. Say it. So disrespectful of you. Why? No. Fine. (gasps) We should do, let's, oh my God. You know what we should do? What? Let's do the first question. I'll read it. I'll be you in all of your annoying glory. Okay. Oh, that was mean. And you be me. Okay. Okay, starting now. Okay, I'm finding you. No, the- no. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to give you so I'm gonna, so many regulation violations. I'm going to hit you with so many rules. Anything you say, I'm going to twist it to make sure no one's ever offended and everyone enjoys it. <laughs> and then I'm going to bring up like season 12 of scandal or something. <laughs> okay, there you go. Is this anonymous? This is a long one. You're a jerk. I thought that would be fun for you. Right. Doesn't it? Does it say that it's from someone and you should say their name? Right, here we go. At the Ready? bottom or the top? Freaky Friday commencing now. Roll reversal switch. Kachunga. <laughs> chung chung. <laughs> you can use my first name, Katie. Hello, Eliza and Emily. I have a somewhat juicy question for you. I am 33 years old and I consider myself to be a gazelle. I just got out of a relationship with someone, 28 male, who honestly was, I was really dating down for in retrospect. So she was, so she was dating down. Like she could have done better. (laughs) No, I'd be laughing this much at you. Okay, back to me being Emily. This is Emily, keeping it fresh. Of course, there were many reasons it did not work out and red flags. However, there's one issue I'm having a hard time making sense of. So I'd like your help. There was kind of a jealous power dynamic. <laughs> what if it like it turned out I couldn't read? <laughs> this is struggling. <laughs> there was kind of a jealous power dynamic. You're not doing me. I was thinking, oh, do you want me? You're supposed to be me. <laughs> what I could do, the thing I was thinking of doing for you was to me. Well, do it. Just. <sighs> oh my God, I'm not just a creep breather. <laughs> That's, That's too mean to you. Yeah, that is mean. You have not hung out with enough comics. <laughs> You're just, okay, here. You got to read the question. 
Okay, you're holding your okay. Cool visual joke for a podcast. People what love else it. What are you doing? I'm, I'm checking my phone, but you check your phone while I'm giving answers because I'm prepping the next no, question. You're tracking the Domino's app. Your phone locked, and I don't want to touch your screen. This is gross. This person is just like, please help me. No, let's move on. Just kidding. Okay, so I'm Emily. You're Eliza. Ready? Okay. There was kind of a jealousy power dynamic that occurred in our relationship. Even though I was fully aware of how lucky my partner was for me to be with him, he'd sometimes make joke comments that he wished some celebrity was his girlfriend. Since these comments weren't actually funny, they just come off as disrespectful, but it didn't bother me that much because I didn't want to make a big deal out of it because it just seemed like a little weird jab that shouldn't be able to touch me. He also had a kinky thing for being dominated. I have never been particularly into that, but I did my research and had enough fun entertaining him with it. Did your research? and was fine doing it as an open-minded partner. I thought he was happy with that and that we were keeping an open line of communication. At least some of it, not all of his kinkiness was informed by porn. Something I, Emily, know a lot about. (laughs) Find me on RedTube. (laughs) Although I don't really connect with porn, I figured porn is part of seeing any dude and, again, you're just not going to chime in. You're not good at being me. No, I'm not. I'm trying. I'm, Man, no one ever has an impression of me. Okay. I'm sorry. You read, I'll do the jokes. Because okay. this is terrible. You're missing out on so many jokes. <laughs> By the way, no, porn is not a part of dating any dude. Like, it's totally healthy to, like, be sexual, but, like, and it's okay to have kinks. Like, there's no shame in that, but it's not just automatic. Mm. A lot of porn really misinforms a big part of our culture. Most men don't care if you have, like, a fully shaved vagina and you look 17. It's so weird. Was that what you had wanted me to say while you were talking? That's what I want to look like. (laughs) Keep going. At least some, if not all of his kinkiness was informed by porn. Although I don't really connect with porn, I figured porn is part of seeing any dude. And again, this was another thing I just thought I shouldn't allow to bother me. In the end, however, I think the stuff he was watching had an impact on my sex life and our relationship. The end of our relationship, I felt like a sex dispenser, completely used, unseen, and taken for granted. He broke up with me, walked it back, told me he cared about me and wanted to keep seeing me, then strung me along for two weeks while he was seeing a local dominatrix in the meantime. When I found this out, I ended the relationship completely, but I'm still utterly shocked at the disrespect and that someone I'd been so close to during a year of COVID would betray me like this. I'd invested a lot of time and energy into the relationship and he just backed out like a sad, horny little boy. My question is for in my future relationships. Should I just cut it off when I get a whiff of this kind of disrespect or am I too sensitive or over overreacting to this kind of behavior? Right now, I'm equating porn watching with gross boyish selfishness, but I have a feeling it's not realistic to expect future partners to not do it. Thanks for your help. Love to you guys and your podcast always makes my day. There is healthy porn consumption, which is, you know, maybe you watch two girls, you watch a guy, and a girl, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with having a kink But behind that kink is something else, usually like something mentally that you're dealing with. And then that's okay too, right? To want those things. The issue is not really the porn. The issue is the way he made you feel or the way you allowed yourself to feel when interacting because sex is supposed to be fun for both people. Mm -hmm. So even if he loved domination, if you loved it, then that's great. But you didn't and you were willing, like a lot of women are, you're like, I guess I should just go along with it. The lesson is- Don't go along with things that don't fulfill you too. You know, you want to do something that he likes that you're not, it's not your biggest fan of fine, but doing it over and over 
and allowing yourself to be controlled by this. Right. And it was only for his pleasure. That's not how sex works. Right. Is there anything that he was doing for you? Exactly. And and the porn watching was less of a problem than like him saying, let's keep dating, but also seeing another woman, a and dominatrix. Like he, that's the problem. Yeah. He wanted to be with someone that want, he knew, like you didn't really want to be there. And this person did, or he probably paid her for it. But also um, the comments- if it's funny to you, then it's funny. But if it's not funny to you, then that's you guys not aligning mentally. Uh-huh. I remember I dated a guy and we were out one time. We only dated for a couple of weeks. And I always like got kind of not nervous around him, but like I just didn't feel like super comfortable. He had done nothing wrong, but like it's my body saying like, hey, this isn't the guy. Like it's yeah. just not a bad guy at all. Yeah. Nice guy, just not for me. And we were out and I already was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And I made a joke about, I said, I was telling him something I was like, oh, I didn't get my period today. And I was going to follow Sounds it like up. Sounds like a great joke. <laughs> it wasn't a, I don't even think it was a joke. I think it was just like a, st- a, like a statement or a, it turned out I counted wrong or something. Yeah. Having, I wasn't even saying it like, because we use condoms. Like I wasn't even saying like, and guess what? So yeah. all I said was, oh, I didn't get my period. He just went, it's not mine. And I thought that was the tackiest. Like it's so not a joke I would make. It's so not a thing I would break. It was so weird. And I broke up with him like three hours later. <laughs> He's like, I thought we were having fun. And I couldn't say to him, like, your joke was shitty. Yeah. People are allowed to make bad jokes, but saying you wish you had a celebrity girlfriend, like, that's saying, like, you're not enough for me. I wish I had better. And also, like, why even tell you that? Of course, there are women that are hotter. So right. it's less, it's just the fact, here's what it is. And boys are really going to be like, what? It's just a joke. Usually when they say something horrible, mm-hmm. called you a fat bitch. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. If it's funny, it's funny. If it ain't funny, it ain't funny. Mm-hmm. If it's funny to you, great. That's why it's all subjective. But if it's not funny, then it's not turning you on. And you were not turned on by this guy. Sense of humor being in some sort of alignment is important. Like not even that you both think all the same things are funny, but like just like maybe one person like teases the other, like that that, that doesn't bother them. Yeah. I think and you just- never said anything. You just let him do it. And he didn't pick up on your cues. So no, he's not a mind reader, but- all you have to think about is, is the way this person talking to me making me feel good about myself? And if the answer mm-hmm. is no, that's not a relationship. Just like having sex with someone that you're not enjoying is not a relationship. Mm-hmm. So identify your self-worth, put yourself first. Mm-hmm. And just honestly never answer a call from this guy again. Yeah. Don't get back together with him. No, please don't do. And don't write in if you do. <laughs> I was doing that thing where you hold the pencil to see if it looks wobbly. Very cool. It's gonna, pretty cool. We're going to draw, draw one of those S's next. That's the three line. Yeah. Letting everyone know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. 
and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around, and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, I love the podcast, but I just wanted to bring attention to some biphobic stuff being said a lot lately on the show. Look, we we hear from all people. So I'm now that I'm back in ch- charge, I'm going to read this. Biphobic. That's a hard Emily, accusation. I super appreciate you being a good ally and restating that guys are bi. Bi guys do exist. But in two recent episodes, Eliza more than once said that the guy is just gay even when the guy was not questioning this. Bi guys get this all the time and it can be really detrimental mentally and further make women not want to date them, which is a shame because bi men are fantastic. I'm a bi woman married to a bi man and we've both been out for many years. Data shows that bi people in comparison with straight, gay, or lesbian people report increased experience of depression and suicide in large part due to biphobia experienced both from straight people and the LGBTQ plus community. While sometimes gay men do say they're bi before they come out as gay, some people are just bi. I didn't hear any real reason to validate that. I really hope this wasn't upsetting. I just want bi people to be able to be their authentic selves and not be constantly told they aren't really bi. Um, I don't think I'm doing that. I mean, you have, yeah, but I'm within the context of a specific conversation. I have never, this whole, like, I've never invalidated someone's existence or prerogative or gender fluidity. I also take umbrage with biphobic because that's like calling someone racist when they just said like, hey, I don't love Mexican food. We're very adroit with labeling and especially given the amount of advocating I do which is- or excuse me the gay community trans lives matter like all the, the spectrum of all of that 
I think saying biphobic is a re- like that's like hitting a fly with a hammer. But that because you and I think so I think that's a big part of the problem too. But because you are like an ally in that way, I feel like this is something interesting to bring up sure. that there are like there are always there's always things that we're going to get wrong about things like in sure. just in saying sixty minutes worth of words every week. Yeah, but also just this like is a comedy know what the National Guard did right. As if, if you make a if I get a statistic wrong or I get something wrong, I'm always yeah. open. And by the way, but you can't find anywhere on this podcast where I've said bi people don't exist. It's well. Bu- you do say that gay men are, are bi men always become gay. I didn't say that. You, I've never said always become gay. I've never said that because I don't believe that. Okay. I've never said that. Okay. And that's a dangerous thing to say. I've never said that. And all I can, look, you write in anonymously and you give me the context for something. Uh-huh. Usually it's like a friend or a guy you're dating uh-huh. or, the, you know. So all I'm trying to do is use context clues and put together puzzle pieces from a story that I don't have. Yeah. So that's it. And that's, it's a comedy hot take, but there's never any ill will. And I can understand if I said something like, you know, being gay is a choice. You want to correct that, that's fine. Cause that's an insane thing to say. But look, I'm supplied with very little information and I'm just going off what it seems like, but I've never said anything like to even close to, if you're bi, you're actually just gay, shut up. Um, no. plenty of people are bi and plenty of people are gender fluid. And the fact, the actual truth is it doesn't matter to me what you are. I've got friends that do, that are on all ends of that spectrum, but you're writing in for advice. And I just try to cut through it because a lot of times people do equivocate. We see it all the time on this podcast. Like, you know, and he was awful to me and, but look, he's a really good guy. And I'm wondering, I'm like, no, 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 he was awful to you. Mm-hmm. That's the core of it. So that's all I'm ever trying to do. But because you are bi, just like if you are black or Jewish or gay and you hear something that triggers something, you want to stand up for it. So I always applaud that and I always applaud a perspective. But what I cannot stand for is a misappropriation of a label. Yes. I mean, I think also this podcast is just like, we we have to make certain assumptions to answer the questions. Yeah. And it's like, Again, like when I wrote into a podcast and they thought I was saying something totally different, I was like, oh God, they didn't understand anything I was saying. And it's like so stressful. We're all taking a chance here. You're taking a chance by writing in with half the story and (laughs) who knows what you're holding back. And I'm taking a chance, but that's also why a lot of these are anonymous. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's because, you know- Yeah, the non-anonymous ones are like, is a hot dog a sandwich? And then anonymous is like- My name is Greg. Yeah. Yeah. So all we're doing is the best we can with very little info, but at no point. Have I ever said or invalidated the existence of a bisexual person? Man, not women. Bisexual it's men man. specifically. Fine. I don't, I don't, I would never say that because I don't believe it. I don't believe that because you're bi, you're actually secretly gay. I think it does happen, but that doesn't invalidate your experience mm-hmm. as an individual. Yeah. That's not what I'm seeking to do. Yeah. Biphobic. Bipedal. Got both legs. Cute fall decor like pumpkins and gourds or spooky Halloween decor. <laughs> I spilled water down my broads and my boobs between my boobs and cold. Just because you were so excited to talk about those velvet pumpkins. I heard gourd and I got and I almost threw up my water. What did you say about gourds? Cute fall decor like pumpkins and gourds or Wait, spooky one Halloween more thing, sorry. decor. And to the person who wrote that, I challenge you to remain a listener. <laughs> okay. Because some people are like, I don't want to hear it. No, this person is a listener and they were just like, I just wanted to I challenge say you to this. remain a listener. Yeah, they are a listener. To remain one. Yes. Currently being something does not imply that you will be in the future. I mean, we'll see how they, what they think. Just like sexual choices does not imply that you will also make those in the future. So how can we assume? Which I don't. 
I only go off context clues. What I just said was brilliant. And listen back and be like, wow, she's a wordsmith. I'm going to stage it. Cute fall decor like pumpkins and gourds or spooky Halloween decor. Cute fall decor like pumpkins and gourds. <laughs> I, I think Halloween's gross, even though like it's fun to like put on your makeup or whatever. Okay, would you ever? It always smells. That's true. But would you ever <laughs> get one of those like, would you ever be the house? Yes. When, like the kid that has like one of those like a- like falling like an animatronic witch that's like sure. ah and has like a bowl or like a hand comes totally. out of thing or like that six foot skeleton from Home Depot. I love upsetting children. Absolutely. <laughs> I would. I would do the scary thing. It's uh, it's more fun to do the scary thing if there's children in your neighborhood or if you mm. have kids. Mm. So why not keep it chic otherwise? But fall can either be cozy or terrifying. Yeah. So I think you do scary decor outwardly and you do chic fall decor inward Mm, mm -hmm. because if you're doing it inside your house and it's just you and your husband, there's like severed fingers everywhere. It's a little weird. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, it's really more for like, if you have kids and there's just a witch like, (laughs) yeah. Like every time I go to take a dump, (laughs) the house at the end of the street, I think they have kids and they put up, like they made their front lawn look like a graveyard, you know, hands coming out. But there was a storm like the day before Halloween last year. So there were just hands and feet and body parts all over the block, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was awesome. Oh boy. (gasps) Would you ever do a haunted house? Yes, I would love to do a haunted house. I mean, house. would you would you do one like in your in house? my yeah yeah? Uh, you have to figure out a way so like people aren't trekking through your house, and it's a lot of time. Yeah, and it's money. like you have to like you have to do it around the like the backyard and stuff. I love it. Yeah, I would do it. I, like- I would, do, and I remember it's one of the memories I have. My parents being married, my school did one, and I think my parents volunteered, and my dad went as a doctor. I remember I put my hand into a bowl of eyeballs. Ooh. <laughs> Hi, Liza, Emily, and the cotton candy cloud Tianfu. Not a life problem, but a question for you. While she's been living with you, has Tianfu ever seen a baby up close? I'm curious <laughs> how you think she'll react to the little bundle. They say some dogs sense when you're pregnant. Does she exhibit any signs of knowing or is it business as usual? All about the bows. Everything you touch is gold. Thanks for sharing it with all of us, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, I didn't think she had been acting differently until I opened a DM this morning from someone that was like, have you noticed your dog is extra clingy and like doesn't leave your side since you got pregnant? And when she put it that way, I was like, you know what? I have. Like she's it's always- been more so? She's always been baby girl. Yeah. But like she's gotten closer in bed. She comes into every room. She was always my white shadow, but like I have noticed it's ramped up a little. Yeah. She doesn't She doesn't like put her head on my belly or anything, but she gets close. Yeah. Especially in the night and the evening. And it is- it looks like you're dragging her to her execution if you try to get her out of the bed with me. Like, no, we'll be like, we gotta, you gotta come pee. Let's go. And she will just go completely limp. She And then she runs back into the bed smelling like grass. Yeah. She's like, hey, I just was outside. So there's that. What was the first question? Oh, babies. Has she ever seen a baby? I think she met Jody's baby. Okay. She doesn't like children. Yeah. Because they're on her they level. Grab her. If she sees a kid from down the block, she will turn the other way and walk away. <laughs> But I don't think she's been around a ton of babies. I also don't really care mm-hmm. if she likes the baby or not because they don't need to interact mm-hmm. and she'll get over it. Mm-hmm. Just like she got over all the people that visit our house. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not worried about integrating the baby into my dog's life. She's an animal. She is sweet baby. But yeah, she has been extra. She is under my foot right now. 
under the desk with her neck like half broken. Like, this is fine for me. Little, little, yeah. Genius squeeze. What are some names that have been ruined for you as like baby names? Because the person was either terrible or the names had such a strong type slash stereotype like Kyle, Chad, Karen, Sophie, Chloe, all ruined for me for obvious reasons. Noah loves the name Sophie. I don't. I don't under, I'm trying to figure out why it would be ruined because of Sophie's choice. I think Sophie's a dog name personally. <laughs> I had a dog named Sophie. There you go. I think it's like a Shih Tzu name, like a dog with long hair. Um, Almost every name is ruined because almost yeah. every name has been trod upon. There's too many people. Any name that was beautiful kind of is like, ugh, like is, or is just like a white trash name. Like, and you know what's a name that's actually a cool name is Mercedes, but it's a stripper name. So because strippers take all the good names. Yeah. Because they're all like exotic and pretty. So a lot of names have been ruined. So you got to go a little outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter has a joke about that. How like you can find out who, well, I don't know if you, yeah, I'll just say, you can find out who your spouse has slept with when you're trying to pick baby names. Oh. You know? And then it's weird too, because if you hear a name you like, like, what do I say? Like, yeah, it was my old boss's assistant's name. <laughs> like, I'm just, I like the name Anias, but I've never read any Anias Nin. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so it's tough because I don't think we're going to be the parents that name the kid after a specific person in history. A baby's not going to be named Emily. No, my <laughs> sister's name is Emily. If you name your baby Emily Montgomery Higgins Schlesinger Galutin. People are like, what are you going to do about those last names? I'm like, the kid's going to have his last name. I'm not emasculating my husband. Also, Galutin isn't hard to sound, to say or spell. People are just dumb yeah. with their gluten-free jokes, which I don't know why you wouldn't automatically kill yourself after you make that joke. But anyway, <laughs> I hate it. Okay. Okay. Not anonymous. So this is Lindsay with the curls. I turned, with the fur. I turned 29 on February 28th. Hoping next year for my 30th, the pandemic will be over and we can do things again. With that in mind, what would be a fun 30th birthday trip? I'm not a foodie and don't drink alcohol. Just don't like the taste. Prefer scenic over city. Also, any recommendations based on your travels? Thanks. Yeah, you go to a bar, you find out an alcohol that doesn't taste like alcohol and you pound it. Okay, wait. So she sent this last February and then I she was gonna say, sent it today. Wait, I was going to say, is she writing She's from the past? turning 30 this upcoming February. Okay, you don't drink. You don't dance. Don't care about food. And you don't care about food. There's nothing about dancing. Okay. <laughs> but scenic over city. Oh, take a road trip. Duh. You can find, um, there's a lot of websites. I don't know what you're into, obviously. See, because I don't have the contacts for everyone. Uh like uh, like you can find like little cabins or mm-hmm. um, like Airstream rentals. Like you don't have to rent mm-hmm. an apartment or a house. You can find a yurt. You know, you could type in like cabin rentals, my area. Um, I rented a tiny cabin once at Lake Arrowhead. It was fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not really much of a cabin person. There's glamping. That's super fun. Um, it's also like you're turning 30. Maybe, don't get a tattoo. It's not a big deal to turn 30. Um, maybe take a cooking class. How about a good old-fashioned birthday party? What about, how do you feel, I'm, I don't know in COVID how we feel about this, but how do you feel about like one of those like Icelandic cruises? Do not take a cruise. They're no. so bad for the fucking planet and they're so really? disgusting. What you could do is get your friends together and watch um, Unveiled. <laughs> no, Unveiled this is a 30th Come see me. birthday. No. Um, now, you know what? A really nice, oh, you're not a foodie. Not a foodie, but but that doesn't mean scenery, you don't like nice Like go, like look up, like. Do my first idea and we don't have to think about it anymore. Go look at the Northern Lights or something. Go to Alaska. Like, Take look a trip. at something. Yeah, go somewhere monumental. Yeah. Athens, see the ruins. I would, yeah. I've always wanted to see the Northern Lights. 
Go to that place that you've always wanted to go to or that you've never even thought about. Throw a dart at a map and figure out a way to take a coach flight to get there. Spend your birthday uh, airsick with your luggage missing. You'll never forget it. I spent my 30th birthday at like an okay hotel in Dallas with just Michelle and it was mediocre and we never talked about it again. I had a very nice birthday with you. My 30th birthday was here. It was really nice. The tacos? Yeah. Yeah, we got you nice tacos. It was like a nice day. Yeah, I got you a purse. Yeah. Okay. No, wait, I think the purse was Christmas. What did I get you for your birthday? You got me a Taco Bell share and you got me edible arrangement. I got got me... Did lunch, fun lunch, and I got I bought you stock and you Taco me, Bell, and you got me those um the nice um anti aging like eye cream. I really did it me, up. It and was a really nice birthday. Cool. See if anybody is as nice to you. <laughs> your next job. See if they shower you with special. <laughs> Didn't I make you give me a bite of the edible arrangement when I got here? Oh, went to your house. No, it came here. Okay, I had some of it. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't yeah. you? You, I was gonna sit here and eat an edible arrangement alone. I'm not I would. an animal. I'd be like, this is my present. <laughs> This is my melon cut into the shape of a flower. Chocolate dip for extra money. Hi. Congratulations to Eliza and Noah on the baby. Thank you. My husband and I are trying to have a baby and I was curious. Eliza talks a lot about freezing your eggs. Did she go through with this procedure? And if not, how long did it take to conceive each pregnancy? Uh, What? No. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I have not frozen my eggs. I tell that to people who feel they're under some sort of pressure. And so my only thought is buy yourself some time Mm. so you don't have to act immediately. So I don't really know anything about the thing which I tell everyone to do. So that's the answer. Mm -hmm. I don't have any, I don't really know much about it. No, but it's some, you know, look in all your options. Talk to your doctor. It's just me saying like, girls are like, what am I gonna do? I'm not married, I'm freaking out. Read your eggs, that way you can think about it. Yeah. So that's all. Makina underscore May. Hello, Eliza, Emily, baby girl Schlesinger, Gluten, and Real Snow Peach. I have a new segment idea. People send in their baby name ideas or their kids' actual names and you rate them. No. We want your brutal comedic opinion. <laughs> no, they I'll don't. I'll start. Okay. My son's name is pronounced Blaze, but it's spelled B-L-A-Y-S after a character in a book my husband loves. And then his dad's name is his middle name, Blaze Jacob. I don't know what to call a segment, but you could do it through just your pregnancy or longer, I guess. Uh, it's an adorable baby. And the good news is your baby's got a weird sort of anglophile name. And uh, most babies have those names now. Yeah. Like this is my baby Cage. I've been saying this joke for at least six years. And now everybody's catching on. If you recall in uh, the Eliza Schlesinger sketch show, I have a whole sketch where I just name a bunch of names. Mm-hmm. And of course the internet is slow. And now everybody's acting like this was their joke, but it was mine. Bolton. I remember I followed this like, I remember there was like the Southern influencer. This is like eight years ago. Yeah. And she was like, mother to Bo and Blanton. I'm like, Blanton? So it's taking these very, almost like Southern anglicized names and adding like a weird Martian twist. Uh-huh. Like it's not James, it's Jades. What was the guy in Forever 31, like Cramden? No. Probably. That's just an ugly word. Gould. No, it was like the guy, and I feel like it was based on- Kim Zolciak's husband, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did this like weird character with red hair. His name is Croy, which is Croy. like- okay. So maybe it was like Croydon or something. Croydon or something. But yeah. it is all those, these names that are vaguely familiar and they all sound like hotels, like Huxton, yeah. Bixley. Like they all sound like old Southern plantation names. Yeah. But Braxlet, like, oh, that almost sounds like Braxton. Bricks, Bricks, Brackish. 
You've Braxton all Hicks. just gibberish. It's all like you went to England and paid for like a fake Lord title. <laughs> like Lord Disick? Mildy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lord Farquaad. <laughs> when you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and pals. Eliza, I'm curious. After what period of time should you DTR? What is that? Oh, let's see. Wait, let me think. Let me guess. Okay. Yes. DTL is down DTR. to... DTR. Oh, that's Jim Tan Laundry. <laughs> DTF is down to... <laughs> I never even watched Jersey Shore. DTR. Uh, I don't know the rest of the context, but it sounds like you're leaving someone. No, no, oh. no. I almost exclusively online date. Impossible to date any other way anymore, it seems. Date in real life. Date in true life. Date in true D- dinner. D- movie. Fine. Define the relationship. Define the relationship. I almost exclusively online date. Impossible to date any other way anymore, it seems. So my intentions are very clear right from the start. Right. I don't like dating or sleeping with other guys after I've clicked with one, but I don't demand that person also do the same. I don't know what else really goes into defining a relationship outside of agreeing to not sleep with other people. I feel Ooh. like it can be weird that I do it right away, but I'd rather get to know one person at a time after we meet in person than still be chatting with many people. So then there was a, an update. Got to dating the guy too fast, realized he was a man-child when broke up last week. Womp womp, but not really. The issue is I have a huge lack of self-confidence and what I admire the most about Eliza is that she knows her self-worth seemingly takes no shit. If you ever feel down about seemingly. how you look, what are some tips or tricks you do to pull yourself out? Wait, how many questions so is this these are, So, So the defining the relationship and this okay. question I feel are very tied in, right? Because it's this like desire, this insecurity. Yes. So you're like, please, like I need to lock this in. Okay, okay. I hear yeah. that. Let me just say this. Uh, yours truly, that's me. I was always very like that in terms of I didn't sleep with multiple people at one time. And I would, I don't believe in committing to someone before you slept with them because you, you want to taste the milk before you buy the cow. Uh, but also, you know, it's an intimate thing and some people don't think it is, but I did. And that's just the way that I rolled. I never mm-hmm. was like, I'm just sleeping with a bunch of dudes, figuring it out. Um, but I would always have a conversation. You know, it's been a couple. First of all, I always waited a little bit. You know, you go out a couple times mm-hmm. and everyone's going to be on their best behavior, especially before they've ejaculated. But okay. You go out for like a couple weeks. It doesn't have to be a long thing or at least a couple dates. And then you decide to have sex because you're adults and you're going to have sex. Um, and I think it's totally cool, especially if you've been on a couple dates. If you that's if you go on a date and then you have sex, it's like, okay, well, that's anyone's game. Let's say you've gone out for a couple weeks and you have sex. And you like each other. I think 
it's totally okay. And I've always done this for what it's worth to say, hey, um, or even before you have sex, like from a health and safety standard, I I got tested, you got tested. I just, I don't sleep with other people while I'm sleeping with people. And I'm wondering how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. I've always dated guys that are like, I feel the same way. Because most yeah. people are looking for someone. Yeah. Hopefully you'll be with someone that's honest enough to be like me too, or at least to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Maybe you sleep with them once or twice. And then you say, hey, I just want to make sure like we're on the same page. It's really, you know, you, it really should be about a health and safety thing. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to commit right away. You don't want it to be like, I need to lock this in because give yourself a chance to see if you really like them. Yeah. At minimum, you just want the respect of knowing that like they're not out there getting you sick. Going berserk, yeah. Yeah, but honestly, like if you're seeing them on like most nights, they're probably not. Yeah. It's totally okay to ask for these things. It doesn't make you a psycho. And most guys will be like, yeah, that's cool. Or they'll be like, I don't know. I'm not really that. And then, then you know. Then you can move along. Exactly. And it's like, so if they freak out no, and that's not don't, your then it's, yeah, it's not a fit. But remember, you're, they're trying you out, but you're also trying them out. Yeah. So that's it. You can find anybody that will want to be with you, but would you want just anybody? Yeah. If they're hot. <laughs> so the other aspect of the question is like the I self-confidence. Both. Yeah. Both. Okay. Yeah. I tied it up. Okay. I don't know what they okay. look like. Okay. Part of my husband's family stopped speaking to us about a year ago. I wrote an anti-Trump post on Facebook insinuating that if you support him, you are culpable in all the horrible things he did. His father, stepmother, and half-sister took it very personally. After telling him that my comments were disgusting and attacking them, we never heard from them again, despite several attempts. Oh, it was a snowflake now. My, I know. My husband is wonderful and has not blamed me, saying it's probably for the best, but I can't get over the guilt I feel and the anger I have towards these people. Every day I Wait, think about- Wait, you feel guilt and anger? Every day I think about sending a message telling them about the huge mistake they've made. How do I move on from this? And to clarify, this was a general post. I didn't call them out specifically in any way. Yeah, but, but it's like- But <laughs> hyper, hyper right-wing conservative people always get very sensitive. It's like when people say like, oh, we don't want any racists in this town. And they're like, why are you so mean to Trump supporters? Yeah, and it's like, it's tough. what? They feel why? attacked. You think that that's- <laughs> But I guess we all feel that way, you know, about our morals and our beliefs, regardless of what side of the political spectrum you're on. You know, if you made a post about, I don't know, women, how they should wear less makeup uh, or makeup is bad, I would, I could see how someone, like, I would feel attacked and be like, okay, well, sometimes I wear makeup. I'm not a bad person. Like, it's very easy to take the one thing and apply it to yourself. Did they overreact? For sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Feeling guilty and what was it? You felt guilty and angry. angry. So, I think angry that they were willing to like cut their son off for that. For sure. You shouldn't feel guilty because I don't know. I don't know what the post was. I don't know how you worded it. I don't know if it was a good post. You should never feel guilty. And I guess this goes for even if you're on the wrong side of a fact or science, you should never feel guilty for the way that you feel. In this case, you happen to be not, I don't know what you wrote. Um, what I think you're more upset at is the fact that over a, an innocuous post, they were willing to cut you out of their lives. Yeah. That shows poor judgment on their part, which I'm sure is reflected in other parts of their life as well. You yeah. could try extending an olive branch, you know, because I'm sure they're not bad people. And you, and also, by the way, we love to make these sweeping generalizations like anyone who supports Trump. If you live in rural Nebraska your reality is very different from someone who lives in like a densely populated city like LA. And I don't blame people for not understanding that. Just like I don't understand the plight of a farmer living in Missouri. This is why we have local elections, people. Um, 
but uh, extend that olive branch. Maybe have a get together and invite them because I bet they'd like to see you too. If they want to hold that grudge, I got nothing, you know, but you should not feel guilty because they sound irrational. <laughs> yeah. They chose to cut their son out for someone else's Facebook post so that like, was not, it's not like you tagged them and were like that dumb idiot. Like, they chose to apply it to themselves. And I'm sure, that, honestly, if you think about it, you probably were directing it at them a little bit. Like they were probably at least somewhat in your mind when you were writing it. But you don't, if they're stupid enough to do that, it does, it's not on you, especially because your boyfriend is fine with it. Like he yeah, understands. It's, it's, yeah. Boyfriend or husband? Oh, maybe husband. Okay. Probably husband. Anonymous. Should you be concerned with your BF's social media habits? No, my boyfriend's super cool about keeping it on the down low. <laughs> he posts his entire life on social except us. Yep. Been two years, says he likes his private life private. I think it's shady. Yep. People don't have to know all our business, but they should know we exist. Yep, yes, he's ashamed no. of you and he's hiding you or he doesn't think you're pretty or, and this happens a lot, you're very wealthy and he's using you and he doesn't want other girls to know that he has an ugly, wealthy girlfriend. Now, that's probably not the case. Uh, he likes to appear single. That's all there is to it. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's... If he didn't ever use social media... That's fine. That's fine. But if he's like never once posted... I, a I, is, is that person private? Oh. Let me look at theirs because there is a version where your boyfriend like... Like, for example, my husband almost only posts about food. He never posts political things. Yeah, they're private. Oh, well, I can't look at your account. Um, so you could look at my husband's account, even though he like writes about me and posts. There's not a lot of pictures of me on there, but that's because he consistently only posts food. Also, we live together, so I know what's going on. Um, so I would look at what type of curated account. Is he posting out with buddies? Is he, is it more surface posts, like here's a car I like, here's a thing I like. Mm -hmm. Or is he showing his face out with friends? Show, like what, how personal are the posts and are you just left out? Yeah. Be because private life, private, fine. But how much of his private life? You know, it just depends on how it's curated. But usually if a guy posts a lot, which a, a lot of guys kind of don't post, but if a guy posts a lot and you're not on there at all, mm. I know plenty of guys that have girlfriends that they love and they just don't post a ton. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a difference in sex. Excuse me, sexes. So I, I'd be interested to know. Yeah, if he's posting with his friends, like photos, that's very different than if it's just a bunch of pictures of flowers. Yeah. There's other things that are making you think that though. Yeah. And I think that's why you're asking. Yeah. So you've gotten the reinforcement you need. Hey, Liza and crew, my top of the cob is your spot-on Australian accent. And my bottom of the cob is that you are not coming to my small corner of the world on your tour. My question is, can you do a Canadian accent for us? Love the pod and congratulations on the upcoming baby. So happy for Where you. Where are they? These people? Perth. So far Do you think away. they're in Australia or Canada? I don't know. Um, I guess. Uh, it doesn't say. They probably are in Canada. Um, and I am going to Canada next year. Thank you for acknowledging my Australian accent. I mean, it's tough to do a Canadian accent because everybody thinks it sounds like a fake Canadian accent. But, you know, if you're from Montreal, you're going to sound a lot different than someone who's from, like, Calgary. But I do think there's a Canadian accent. It's like that. And it's like a, you kind of lean into it. So, you know, get you into a gritty bar, order a couple Nanaimo bars. And uh, you're good to go. It kind of sounds like a pep talk from a coach at all times, yeah. eh? 
It's also like, yeah, I guess a little it's masculine. Like Minnesota-ish. <laughs> yeah, it's up there, but it's a little different. So Minnesota would say like, don't you know? And they don't say that there. So remember Bobby's mom? who was yeah. just like thick, thick upper Midwest. I love the movie Dropped It Gorgeous. Where they're in Minnesota. And so at one point when they're trying to screw over Kirsten Dunst because they don't want her to win. Mm. So they're like name and sp- name all of the states, like spell them in alphabetical order. And I just so vividly remember her just being, okay, Alabama, E-L-A-B-A-M-A. And just going through like the in that states. accent. Yeah. It's a great memory. It's a great accent. It's a great accent. It's very specific. And- I have said this on the pod. I start to get a Canadian accent. If I'm in Canada yeah. and it starts to sound like this, I also dated a Canadian mm-hmm. and they have a lot of colloquialisms, especially like the the guys that I always think are very funny. It's just like there, a lot of them have to do with drinking or fighting. Yeah, just getting, he comes bombing around the corner. Can't think of any other ones right now. <laughs> are the, what are these sayings? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> They've got a lot of funny ones though. I remember the guy I dated was one time talking about, he's like, you got to start a fight with me, you better pack a lunch because I don't give up and I don't quit. Pack a lunch. <laughs> okay, so this is a follow-up about... How would you want to eat and fight? Okay. There was a friend breakup. <laughs> this person and her friend, Kathy, and then another girl, Lisa. Oy. Okay. But Kathy would always sleep with a bunch of different yes, people. Yes, I remember this one. And... Yeah. Kathy's real skank. She was like, I don't really trust her around my boyfriend because she is very open about like sleeping with whoever She is loves in, to sleep with guys in relationships. in relationships. And I said, it's not about Kathy. It's about your boyfriend. You don't trust Kathy with your boyfriend. I'm like, talk to your boyfriend. So. <laughs> okay. Small update and some clarification for Liza's follow-up questions. Yes, you both are 100% right about it takes two and no way do the men in that situation get an out. Absolutely not. Apologies if I made it sound like she should get all the blame, not my to, intention. Don't apologize. I dumped my BF on the spot, was more trying to say a concern about overall morals and where, if ever, she'd draw the line. Like, not my man, but her coworker's fiance. Apparently, that's fair play for her. Added clarification, she knows they're with other people. She talks shit about the girlfriends before and after. Yeah, she's garbage. So, but I did want to say that something you said really hit home. Yes. Which was- Shing! It, it was a friendship of convenience. Mm. I worry for her, but if I'm honest, my life has gotten better without her consistent drama. I don't think I realized how much chaos was always going on around her until I wasn't caught up in it anymore. It's uncomfortable to realize because I want better for her, but I also don't think I should be responsible for getting her there, especially if she doesn't want to do the work. She's since told mutual friends that she thinks we'll be good friends again soon, which is interesting since we haven't talked. Don't know if she plans on reaching out, but any advice if she does? I'd like to be able to do group things again, but I don't want to get engulfed in her drama. So I need to keep some boundaries, but I worry she wouldn't be, she wouldn't like hearing that. Thoughts? I don't think, I think you're doing fine. Yeah, just, yeah. She's not going to reach out. And if she does, just say you're busy. Just say you're busy. I don't know. I don't don't think about this so much. Just say you're busy. Yeah. Or make it a group thing so it doesn't have to be with her. But you don't have to think about this anymore. You did the right thing. You move on. Girls, we got to stop spending mental energy on like, what if this friend, their feelings... Or you could just sack up, be a real man and just be like, I think you make uncomfortable choices and it's a lot of energy and drama and I'm a real tired baby. Yeah. Dear Luminous Eliza, Abuli and Emily, Teeny Snow Peach, and even Teeny Tinier Baby Girl Schlesinger. Teeny. I hope these, the size of a watermelon pit. I hope these strangely warm September days find you well. Who? Tianfu's stomach? 
No, definitely not Tampa stomach. The baby. A watermelon. What's a watermelon pit? Uh, seed. I meant to say seed and I made it up. I don't know. I was just saying she was teeny. I had a lot of follow-up questions for you. Somebody told me, like some post on the internet said that at this amount of weeks, your baby's the size of a cell phone from like, say, from Clueless. Share mm. cell phone from Clueless. That's big. You couldn't I, fit a cell phone from Clueless in you. In your vagina, you definitely could. Especially one of those Nokia cell phones. Right up there. <laughs> My question may be stupid, but it's a very real problem I don't think gets addressed enough. How do guys in their 30s find slash make new friends from scratch? My husband has had his head buried in school for the past two years. And while I'm incredibly proud of him for graduating from his online school this November, it didn't offer the social aspect one would normally get to experience in person. His social circle has contracted sharply due to former friends moving out of state or out of the area. Now I just feel sad when I bring him along for events and he's semi-defaulted to hanging out with the husbands of my friends. That's how you do it though. That's how men make friends so easy. Easily. They just are like, what up? Sports, same team, barbecue, me too. He's planning to attend a few professional development outings, but he's in HR, so these functions Ooh, so are no predominantly <laughs> women-dominated with a few men to socialize with. And he's tried making friends with other guys at the gym, but the men in our area are typically in their 50s or older since we oh. live near a retirement community. How big is this retirement Where community? does a good-looking professional... How big is the pull of this... Of the gravitational pull of this retirement community? Where does a good-looking professional badass guy go to find non-toxic guy friends these days? Did you or no make good friends with anyone in their 30s and 40s in non-comedy slash restaurant gatherings? Is there an adult version of a Chuck E. Cheese somewhere we can just, he can hang out and hopefully find friends at? I'm at a total loss for ideas. Love you also very much. Still super excited to see you in San Diego next First year. First of all, you are his wife, not his mother. Mm. You're not in charge of him making friends, but also it's on him when you're out to make friends with your husband's friends. With your friend's husbands. With your friend's husbands. Uh, and by the way, he might meet them and be like, I don't like these guys. We don't click. I have plenty of friends where my, my husband is gracious to them, but like would never hang out with them. Um, I, my husband's also gotten pretty good at making friends with other guys' friends. You know, like, why don't you say like, hey, why don't you do a boys night out? Everybody invites a friend or have a party at your house and just, you know, any single guys and then they become friends. There's men are a lot more, I'm not downplaying it. I don't really know, but I've noticed my friend, my husband, uh, is friends with a lot of my male friends and is very, and we'll just run like, oh, so-and-so, yeah, we we exchanged emails or whatever. Uh-huh. Also like, what's the hook? Like my husband's into food. So everybody wants to talk to him about that. And he doesn't want to talk to everyone about that. So every once in a while, you know, he finds someone that he connects with. So it's just trial and error, just like making regular friends. Uh-huh. Maybe you guys do a trivia night, you know, but just because you go out and see another couple or he sees another dude. Uh-huh. It's like how when, you know, you know a gay guy, you're like, I know another gay guy. Would you guys like to be together? Right. <laughs> that being said, dudes are less maintenance. You can usually leave the husbands with each other and they have a nice time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But remember, you're trying to have sex with this guy. You're not his mommy. You don't have to set up play dates. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got to do some of the lifting. It's nice that you're looking out for him, but he'll he'll make them or he won't. Yeah, give it a beat. So someone said this, sent this and said, just going to leave this here for Eliza's take. So screenshot it so you don't have to hold it open in the um, in the app. I'm oh, squeezing wow. this dog under my foot. <laughs> he sent this and said, what's Eliza's take? Do you want to read it? Taco Bell is the latest fast food chain to get into the subscription service game. Ew, Emily, wipe your mouth. My mouth. You're drooling. <laughs> For a limited time, Taco Bell is offering a taco lover's pass, allowing customers to eat a taco every day for a low set monthly rate. Oh my God. The food chain is 
piloting the 30-day promotion at several locations in Tucson, Arizona. Of course, there are. Passes will range from around $5 to $10, depending on the location. Menu options include the Crunchy Taco, Soft Taco, Soft Taco Supreme, Doritos Locos Taco, and the Spicy Potato, your favorite, Soft Taco. Spicy going out as it is going in. (laughs) Taco enthusiasts must download the Taco Bell app to their brain and purchase the pass online... Something, something. Subscription cannot be purchased in store. As of yet, Taco Bell hasn't indicated whether it plans. How do you feel about a subscription service for a fast food place? Well, like any subscription service, it's a great way for them to make money because you're probably not going to eat one time. Moreover, you're not going to eat just, you're not going to eat taco every day and you're not going to eat just one. Right. When you come in, you're not going to get get your taco. You're not going to drive there for one free taco. And so it's, it's like any subscription, but you know, this is, Really bad for the health of Americans. That being said, a lot of people don't Taco have access. Taco Bell is better than a lot of places. They have like... A lot of people don't have access to good food. So I'm not going to begrudge anyone. It's a great way for them to make money. Yeah. And if you want that free taco and you eat there enough, it might be worth it. What's a taco? Like a $1.25, 89 cents? So this pays yeah, for like itself. Yeah, cents. Well, it pays for itself in just a couple of visits. So. Yeah, I mean, it does. It's not... It's not... And you're rich, so you can afford it. And then you can have all the tacos you want. Whatever you want. My food in your mouth. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Check it. Hey, Eliza, baby arm, and the blessed snow peach. Special shout out to Hot Scotty. Hot Scotty number one, number one, Hot Scotty. Hot Scotty number two, number two, Hot Scotty. Any advice on how to deal with burnout when there appears- on how to find Scott? (laughs) When there appears to be no end in sight. I'm a real estate law clerk in Ontario and our market is insane. I've been nonstop since the panini started. The when, panini? When Ontario went- Wait, is she saying pandini or panini? Panini, which the is panini. one of the ones I've heard. I love that. Ontario, Canada or Ontario, California? I'm guessing Canada. That's probably, most people wouldn't identify Ontario, California. When Ontario went into our first lockdown in March, 2020, my coworker had to quit due to lack of childcare. I had to step up and take on the caseload of two clerks. Fine, but then it got record-breaking busy. I'm doing triple the files so low that we did with two clerks. We've been trying to hire a replacement since day one with no luck. Real estate clerks are in such high demand here. Okay. I've been working 60 hour weeks for over a year, minimum 50 at work, minimum 10 at home at night or on weekends. I wasn't able to take any time off in 2020 due to the workload. I was able to take one week off in 2021 and I still regret it to this day and I'm still trying to catch up from that week over a month later. 
We're a small firm and I have an amazing rapport with my boss, the lawyer. He's aware of how swamped I am and is very supportive. I'm valued and I'm rewarded for my extra efforts. He's taking steps to try and lighten the load, but in law, unexpected things happen with tight deadlines and there's simply no option to not do the work. All this context to say, this isn't a matter of setting boundaries and saying no or finding a new job. I love what I do and who I work for, but I am tired. Mm. My own physical and mental health have deteriorated. This workload won't last forever and we will hire someone eventually. I just don't know how I am to make it to that day without throwing in the towel. Mm. Any advice on how to persevere when you're so tired? How do you deal with extended burnout? Have you ever been so tired that you wanted to just stop? How did you motivate yourself to keep going? You got to take breaks. But every break she takes sets her back further. You got to take. You got to have that come to Jesus with your boss and be like, here's where I am. I want to do a great job. I just need a way to take a break. What can I do? Because, because you have to refuel and it's impossible to go forever. And it's not like, oh, if I could just turn this in, then I'll get to another level. The work is just endless for you. And probably yeah. even though you love it, like it's probably monotonous in that I doubt it has, the, like, like I said, those levels. Like sometimes when I'm tired, I'm like, oh, I just got to finish this document. Then I can send it off. Then I'm done. You know, so maybe setting little breaks or goals, but also like making your break time count. And your job in this world is not to work yourself tirelessly and be miserable. So rewarding yourself also helps, like a rat, like a lab rat. And talking to your boss about being realistic. You're like, I want to do it. I want to do a great job. I'm here, but I need to be able to give myself a fucking break. You can't, yeah, you can't physically. I mean, can you guys not, like how many clients you have? Can you get rid of some of your clients? Yes. Like give them to other firms? Quality over quantity and the power of saying no. You can't do everything. And also don't make the girl mistake of thinking, if I don't do this, then I'll miss out on X, Y, and Z. There's plenty of that stuff for you to do. Put yourself first. Mm -hmm. Take those breaks. Yeah. There's all this stuff online. It's always like, stop, stop glorifying overwork, you know, because our society, and I say that as American society, really values that. You know, people posting, look, look, I fell asleep at my desk. I work hard. But that only applies to a certain percentage of people who love working tirelessly. Not everybody's wired that way. I'm not saying you are or aren't. I love exhausting myself and working hard. And I also know that there's no glory in it other than how validated I feel. That being said, when I want to take a break, I just take it. So you have to find where your joy is in this. Is it in the quality of work or is it in the quantity of work? I leave it to you. It's tough. It's tough because I see why you're just like, there's not another option, but you can't, you can't make yourself sick for this. No, it's so stupid. And he, they can hire more people, but like- They can't right now. They're that's literally not on been you. trying to hire, right? It's not, that's the thing is it's like, you don't want it's a bad situation for everyone. You want to be a team player. But like we had that nurse that was just like, I'm so fucking miserable. Nobody will listen. You have to draw a line. It's not on you to save the world or an industry. And I promise you're replaceable. And I promise the day you die, they're going to hire someone else. So try to live a little bit on this planet. Yeah. To the cop. It's a talk with a cop. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Oh, my God. I've got one. Oh, oh the boy. dog. Hey, it was warming oh. my feet on your body. She's over here with me now. Mm. My top of the cob is writing a thank you note. Oh. I enjoy doing it. I can't say that I have a lot of things to thank people for. Yeah, what do you do? Did you write one recently? No, but I somebody gave me personalized stationery. Oh, cute. Um, I think it's a bygone thing that a lot of people don't do, whether yeah. you stay at someone's house or something, just to send that. 
it just shows a touch of elegance. And I think when I receive them, a lot of times I'm like, you don't have to say, like if I get a friend a gift, like a baby gift, I'm like, don't write me a thank you note. Like I, I love you. Something I know that you, got you see it. all the time. Yeah. Just want to know you got the gift, but you don't have to write that. Um, but I always think it's like, oh, this person was well-bred. If they send a note, like say, hey, thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for considering this. Thank you so much for participating. Yeah. And not like a form email, like, and hey, dear Liza, thank you. <laughs> Uh, when somebody does it, whether it's applying for a job or having done someone a favor, I always think it's what? Oh, Emily, Emily Higgins wrote me a tasteless podcast. Thank you. I think it just shows a level of decorum and a level of breeding and manners that we don't see now in a very casual society of people expecting everything. I remember one time my mom came to stay with me in LA and then like a couple, I got a thank you note. Like, thanks for letting me stay in here. That's so cute. So she's trying to teach you. Thanks like, for don't making forget. me have. Thanks for letting me have a nice time. I don't. Th- you know what? She even. St- I think she wound up staying at, like a nice hotel. She's like, I don't want to be here, but well, she was yeah. like, thank you for like taking the time off. Like spending. It but was just she's so nice. Yeah, it was like so. Like obviously, my mom doesn't have to write me a thing, you know. But it was so nice. I always try to take the time to acknowledge a sacrifice, even without a thank you note, like verbally that someone made. Like, hey, you didn't have to help me, and I really appreciate that you did. Mm-hmm. And even though most people are like, yeah, it's fine. Like the. It's important to say these things. Yeah. To uh, appreciate someone in a way that most people don't appreciate them. Yeah. You, it's your tip. My top of the cob is I've. Dog sneezed. I've been excited, honestly. So we've been doing a couple of podcasts ahead of time. Like usually we kind of record the week before and I've been like organizing them and I've really enjoyed being like, okay, so this folder is like this episode for this week. I'm going to put yeah. the ads in this folder. Like, and then it'll be ready. Like I've liked starting the, like getting my little processes set up for that. I love a process. Yeah. love an organization. My bottom of the cob is very small, but uh, I find oftentimes that, especially on like the slightest incline, it's hard for me to get out of the car without the door coming back Ugh. at me. And you you will never feel like grosser and bigger than you're like, and you're like swinging yourself out. Your hands are full on the door and you're kicking the door. I'm like, I don't think these Hondas were designed for like kick open stability and your door's got to get past a certain uh, angle in order to stay open. But yeah. if you're on a driveway, it's coming back for your shin. Yeah, I'm like trying to stop. I'm trying to get Tian Fu out of the passenger seat and I'm just like, yes. ah, like trying to protect her from the door. I'm just like, no. It should be... What, however much you open it is where it stays. It stays. Yeah. yeah. What's your bottom? My bottom is why we need so many batteries. Batteries go bad and they got to put in more batteries. Yeah. I'm hemorrhaging batteries over here. Just I can't keep doing one. this. I know. So why is, batteries are so, we need to up our battery technology. Batteries should last longer. Bunny, Duracell bunny. Remember Help the us. button you could press and it would say how much was and in the battery? And it never worked and it hurt your fingers so much, so much to try to press it. I'd be like, I'd be like double, like, like trying to press yes. it with like four fingers. Like, please show me. And then it would just, it wouldn't show you anything. That's how I feel about turning on my iPhone. I have to like squeeze it down. <laughs> Kids today will never understand. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.